0: On a uh, private note, we'd like to thank Mr. Gabriel Safdie for his continued support for all our programs here at uh, Daf Yomi, Torah Learning Resources, and the Torah Center. Today's Daf has been dedicated in memory of Yosef Ben Mazal and Shalomor Ifael Ben Mazal. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied. The Aluno Shema of Raham Ben Esther. Ru'ah Hashem Tani Anu Eden. Amen. We begin today's daf, on I intend to right on the bottom line, starting with the word Tanya. Tanya, we have a brayta. Rabbi Omer. Rabbi says, Kola Ashiurin Kulan Bekizayit Chutz Metumat Ochlin. Shi'urim, all measurements in the Torah Regarding eating For example, the Isur of eating Terefot, and Nevelot, and chikasim Urmasim, and Hailef Every time the Torah says Isur Akhila The default measurement is A Kezayit, except Regarding <coughs> Tum'at ochlim. What is the deen of Tum'at ochlim? So The question is, how big does a foodstuff have to be in order to receive Tum'ah? And furthermore, to order to be mitameh others. So therefore the Gemara says the Shi'ur for tumat Ochlin, the Gemara says is going to be a Shi'ur of a kabitzah. Why? Shishina yeah. b'mashman, because since the Pasuk, when it refers to eating, Food stuff that became Tame, it writes it in a different way, and we'll see what that different way is. So they when they saw the change in the language of the Torah, they changed the shiur from kezayit to kabetza. V'raya le-davar, a proof to this concept, Yom Kippurim. Now we know, and we'll read it inside the Gemara, but Yom Kippur, the Torah does not say, lo don't eat. Because then the shiur would be, don't eat a kezayet. The Torah says, The Torah says, Any person that does not afflict Now, From the Torah changed its plashon. From the back of the changed its lashon, the rabbis were tipped off to change the shi'ud from kezayid, and they uh, moved it to Kekotevet Hagasah, which we actually had a mahluk on the previous taf, was it more than a bitzah or less than a bitzah. But again, the achamim were tipped off to make that change, because the pasuk was different. Where is where is the pasuk changed from its uh, <coughs> understanding meaning by Kippur? The pasuk says right? The pasuk says uh, that any soul that does not afflict himself, "umay And what did the rabbis? What measurement did the rabbis change as a result? Now the Gebarah says, "umay what is the ra'ayah? Which means the Gibraltar is saying, just like it changed by Tumat ukhrin and again we'll see that Pasuk in a moment, where the Pasuk switched by Tumat ukhrin so too it switched by Kippur, and we're bring a Ra'ayah from Kippur. So the Giberah is asking, le davar yom Kippurim, which means what do I need the ra'ayah from Yom Kippur? Bottom line, each didah stands on its own. The Torah switched its language by Kippur, I learned Kirtavad Agassah. The Torah switched its language by Tum'at Ochlin, I learned uh, a different shiur as well, which means, why do you need a proof for Tum'at Ochlin from Kippur? Why is Kippur any better than Tum'at Ochlin? Bottom line, they're both the same uh, concept, which means each one stands uh, independently. So the Gemara says, because if I just had Tum'at Ochlin itself, have amina urhad I would have said it's the normal way of the Pasuk of writing. Now, let's read what the Pasuk says by Tum'at Ochim. The Pasuk says, Any food that is eaten, That was first pre-mukshar, it was prepared with water or one of the liquids falling on it, It can receive Tumah. Now that's a funny way of writing a pasuk because the pasuk says mikol ha'ochel asher ye'achir. Any food that is eaten, of course, food is eaten. The pasuk could just say mikol ha'ochel. What does it mean mikol asher ye'achir? So if I didn't have another precedent by Kippur, I would have said that's the way the Torah writes it. Mikol asher ye'achir. That's the uh, derech of the Torah to write. But once I see a concept that when the Torah does something out of the ordinary. It's to tip off the achamim, to make a derash there, meaning to change the shi'ur. For example, on Kippur it said, Asher lo And I see that the rabbis reacted from that change of language. And what did they do? They said, Oh, must be there's a different shi'ur be Kotevit." So now I'm going to take this change of language by Tumat Okhrim. Seriously. I'm not going to just... Brush it off and say That's eh, the normal style No, there's a change over here So Kippur was a very important To tell me that any time There's a change in Lashon let's say or something That's strange in the way that Torah writes it Or different I should say That's already an indication that the rabbis changed the Shi'ud oh, Now what's the Shi'ud of Ochlim to become Tamir? So Gemara says Tumat Ochlim Kabetza min how do I know that the shi'ur for ochling for food stuff to become Tameh, is a kabeza? Amar, Abu Amar of azad Amar asher ye Okay? From all foods that are eaten Ochil habam mahmat ukhil So the Gebaraz Dirash is, it's a type of food that comes from a food Mikola ukhil asher ye that comes from something that is eaten Also, oh, what's a food? That comes from a food. a, what is it? tanegolit. It's a, it's an egg, right? The egg, which is edible, it comes from the hen, and the hen is also edible. So therefore, it's because al which means that's the shi'ud and therefore for all food stuff to mekabel has got to be the size of a betza. So the gabbraas is right. Ve'e ma gidi. Maybe it's a goat, which means a kid, a young goat, which means when the kid is born, it's orchid. it's edible, and it comes from a mother, that's also edible, it's not edible as is, you have to slaughter the gidi, the egg is edible as it is. Which means you don't have to do anything to the egg to make it edible. The Gedi, you can't eat the Gedi uh, as it is. You have to go to the process of Shahita. So then it's not considered Ochil. Ochil means, huh? Can't eat the chicken without Shahita. No, not the chicken. We're talking about the egg. Okay. Oh, so drashi, Rashi brings down, and we'll discuss this now. If you look at Rashi, look at Rashi, nashi di dibura Matkil, Mehusar Shahita. Then we'll go back and read the other Rashis. Mehusar mi Shahita, mitokha Mehtocha Ochil, Shinotsarbo. When the Gidhi came out of the food that it emanates from, Not him and not its mother. Because it's like in Sha'ita. So you ask a question, according to Rashi, uh, the chicken also. Maybe the egg is la'oi immediately, but the mother is not la'oi. So I saw that the Tosfot uh, Yom brings down that you have to say in Rashi, we're talking about a chicken that was slaughtered and the eggs were found in its uh, inside therefore at that point the chicken is edible immediately as well as the eggs it's the only way you can learn according to that she. another easy interpretation if we were not bound to dashi, we would say that only the food we, stuff itself not. that's coming out has to be ra'oi lachila not where it emanates from Now, therefore I don't care if the, the hen is not uh, ra'oi the egg is rawi, but the gdi is not rawi. The gdi that comes out, it's not rawi. Therefore, the Gemara says that that would not be a proof. Mm-hmm. So the Gemara says, Ve'ema bin piku'ah. Right? I'll give you a case. Maybe it's talking about a bin piku'ah. What is a bin piku'ah? Where let's say the mother is pregnant, right? The goat has the gdi inside of it. You slaughter the mother, okay? Now you rip open the stomach, and what? You pull out the gdi. The halachas says, you're able to eat the gidi Without shahita Because once you slaughtered the mother And the gidi was inside right. The gidi is considered part of the mother I mean, Just like when you slaughter an animal All the parts of the animal become kasher So to the Uban. So therefore all you have to do is now just uh, you, you, you can eat it Of course you have to kill it first You can't eat it alive But the point is It doesn't need a, uh, a hikshir So maybe it's talking about a We call it a ben piku'ah I saw an explanation The reason why they call it ben piku'ah is the the letter bet and pair interchangeable. It's like bin bikwa, bakwa is to, to rip open, to open up. And therefore once the mother is slaughtered, so then you open up its uh, stomach and you pull out the gidi. But the point is, it's not mi khusar <coughs> The Gemara says, no. Ta'un kiria. It needs to be ripped open as well. Because the Allah says, you cannot eat it as is. You must drain the blood. Because there's blood in the Gedi. The. And therefore, since there's a process that's necessary, it's not considered, the Gemara Okay, so you got eggs. But there's a lot of different size of eggs. You're telling me a normal standard egg of a uh, hen. There's a certain bird that's called the bar bird. The Gemara says in a different place that it lays in Bechorot, it laid an egg, and it drowned sixty cities. That's how big the egg was. Now, of course, the Gebarah is exaggerating, but the point is, it's a uh, it's a big egg. Which is who told you betzah means a regular standard egg? Maybe it's a bar So the Gemara says tafasta meruba, lo tafasta, tafasta mu'at tafasta. The Gemara gives a rule. Literally, the rule means when you. Grab a lot, tafasta miruba, when you grab a lot, lot tafasta, you didn't, you didn't grab. Tafasta mu'at, when you grab a little, tafasta, you grabbed. Now that she explains throughout Shasta's principle to me like this, when I have an option to learn principles over I can either learn the bigger shi'ur, or I can learn the smaller shi'ur, so that she says, well, to play it safe, Always pick the smallest shi'ud. Because by picking the smallest shi'ud, you're guaranteed to be right. Because even if it was the biggest shi'ud, the smallest shi'ud is in the biggest shi'ud. But if you pick the biggest shi'ud, you might be wrong. Because uh, you picked uh, more than, uh, <coughs> than, was, uh, than, than, than was necessary. So therefore the Gemara uses shi'ud, Tafasta shi'ud, When you grab too much, Lo Maybe you didn't to uh, fast. Maybe you didn't uh, you didn't, you didn't grab. Tafasta what? Well, you take the smaller sheur. So for sure you're safe. For sure you yeah. How would this apply over here? So the simple interpretation is, we have two eggs. <coughs> you have the regular standard egg. You have the body uh, You have the large egg. Simple interpretation. tafasta Take the the smaller egg, and for sure you have that uh, you have that uh, That's the, the the smaller Take the smaller of them. The Mephashim ask on Rashi over here <clears throat> Seemingly the way that Rashi learned It doesn't make sense Because over here we're discussing A Humrah over here of Tum'ah So what we're saying is Really the Mirubah, The greater is the smaller Shi'ud Because we're saying at a smaller Shi'ud Of the hen's egg It receives Tum'ah The Mu'at over here would be the biggest shi'un of the bar yukhni that you're saying it doesn't receive uh, tuma, which is we're not discussing over here a leniency, we're discussing over here uh, uh, by taking the smallest shi'un, it comes out of that the, the hen's egg already receives tumah, that's the mirubah, which is you're saying even a hen's egg receives tumah, that's, that's a big shi'un whereas the bar yukhni is really the Tafasta Mu'at So the way that she interprets really doesn't fit in So therefore they explain the word The Klal of he like Tosafot. Tosafot explains to the Klal of Tafasta is You know why you can't take the mirubah? Because the miruba has no end Who says it's a bar yukhni? Maybe there's another bird out there that has a, a big egg Which means once you start uh, Going on the biggest Shi'urim It ends off Which means you found the Bar-Yukhni Now another big egg is going to serve you I mean you take the biggest Shi'ur the mu'at already we know. We know it is a hen's egg. That's, the, that's the, uh, the egg at that point. That's the egg. Therefore, take the mu'at. Now, maybe you'll find the small egg. That's the Gemara's next question. So the Gemara says to that, mm-hmm. uh, Ready? Who says to take a hen's egg? Maybe to take a, a small egg. If, ready, if you want, you tell me tafasta. Huh? Mu'at. Mm-hmm. So the Gemara comes out and says, Rabbi <clears throat> <clears throat> Abu explains. It's the size of a food That you could swallow In one shot And the rabbis uh, Gave the measurement Finished A person's uh, throat Where he swallows The maximum that can fit In one swallow is what? A betzah from all food that can be eaten No, which means a, a hen's egg That is the fact A shi'ud of a hen's egg That's how much food can fit down in the throat in one shot And that's the bottom line Now let's catch up and read the rashi's up until this point <coughs> Let's start from the top All the different shi'udin that I mentioned by oklin katuf the is going to explain where the pasuk by tumah was changed. Whenever the Torah changes from the normal So that means the shiur is different. Yom The Torah changed by Yom Kippur for the Rabbis changed the shiur. Tochal. don't say they were tochal by Kippur. Why is the Rayaf Kippur stronger than Tum'at ochlin? Dema why is Kippur any more special than uh, by Tum'ah? Both the Torah switched its lashram uh, <coughs> and uh, you're giving me a different shoot as a result. What do you mean? There's a proof from Yom Kippur. Uh, what do you need a proof for? So it was Ima'at, Medishina, Kadubetum'ah. If I only had the Tum'ah, Pasu, so that switch, that changes its Aminah, mm-hmm. and Shem Shinui. I would say that's like a sign Why? That's a normal way to write it. For example, the Torah by drinks. It says, Any drink that people drink. So that's a normal uh, lesson. So we learn from Kippur that there you see the Torah definitely changed from the normal style. So I can conclude from there. I can say that it's not just arbitrarily The Torah is writing. I have to say that that change is significant. To tell me what? It's considered a change, and therefore we change the issue as well. <coughs> okay, we learned that, that the Gidi is mechosar shaita. Okay, we learned that. Okay, we learned that. Okay, we it was found in an animal that was slaughtered. Came you have to rip it open to remove its blood. that it's egg uh, drowned sixty cities. So a, 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 an egg of a small little uh, bird. Rabbi Abudi day Amar pirish be mashmosh shemeklad pirush ha'air shelo pirish voda be el hazar rabbo de'en la shiv alav, which means Rabbi Abu is giving a new interpretation. It's not like we learned mikol ha'ochel ha'sheri achil or food that came from a food, because we asked those questions. Ela means a food that's able to be swallowed in one shot. Comes Gemara continues on a new point. Gemara says, Amar Rabbi Eli Azar or El Azar a guy eats, let's say, which is asur, fat, azeh, shi lo shi'ur. Now, he has to write down, he has to document it, because when the Beit HaMikdash is built, he's going to be obligated to bring a korban hatat. Like we read in the Gemara Shabbat, that uh, one of the rabbis, Rabbi Ishmael, unintentionally by mistake, flickered the candle on Shabbat, and as a result, he wrote on a piece of paper, when the Beit HaMikdash is going to be built, I am going to be obligated to bring a korban hatat. So, When a person eats halib by mistake again, then he realizes, so he has to document it. But the Gemara says, it's not enough that he documents he has to write how much he ate. Why? Mm -hmm. Because maybe when the Mashiach comes, the new Sanhedrin is going to convene, and they're going to add to the Shi'ur, meaning they're going to change the Shi'ur. Now we know, let's say the Shi'ur is a Kizayat. Now, in the shoot of kezayat, there's different kezayats. There's small zayat, olive. There's a mediocre olive, and then there's a fat olive. Now, depending on what he ate, we're not so certain he's going to have to bring a korban. Because if the rabbis change the shiur, it could be, he's not going to be able to bring, not only he shouldn't bring, he's not going to be allowed to bring a korban, because the law of Chodin Ba'azara. You can't bring a non-korban into the so they're just telling you, make sure you document how much you ate just to make sure you know that the shi'ud is uh, correct. My yeah. be so the governor it. What does this mean the rabbis are gonna to add to the shi'ud? korban <laughs> Maybe what they're gonna do is they're gonna lower the shi'ud. Which means they're going to tell you, on a kazayat katan, you're going to be high yeah. up. Let's give an example, for, for argument's sake. Let's say 30 grams is a kazayat. Okay? And that's a regular, Kazayat benuni. And we'll say uh, 20 grams is a kazayat katan. Alright? The guy ate 18 grams. So in his mind, 18 grams, uh, I did nothing. 18 grams is not a, does, does, doesn't register as a kazayat. But the us you know what? Write it down. Write it down. Why? because we're concerned, or let's say, I take, take the case, let's say the right. So now what happens, the, the rabbis are going to come along, and the B'teem when Mashiach comes, and they're going to say, you know what? The shi'ud of kezayat, was katan, 15 grams. And now all of a sudden, by him eating 18 grams, he's, uh, he's hayav. So therefore, at the time that he ate it, he didn't think he did anything wrong, by the way. Even when he found out that he ate it, he didn't think he was obligated. Because he was always thinking the shi'ud is what? 30! But what could be when the rabbi is going to come and change the shi'u, it's going to be a problem. The kibras hold it. In such a case, we will not bring a Quran hatat. Why? I'll tell you the rule outside. Because we have a klal. A klal is... What is a shogate case? A guy when he was eating it, he didn't know what he was doing. And then later on he finds out. But from the Pisukim, it's understood like this. When he finds out what he did, it's a type of regret that he has, that he won't do it again. Now, in this case, when he ate the 18 grams, let's say, and then he found out. At that point, he'd do it again in the sense that he's not Hayav in his brain. He thinks the shoot is 30. So therefore he says, I'm not Hayav Karet, I'm not Hayav It's not a type of recognition when he finds out that will cause him to to stop. So the, I don't care if the rabbis changed the shoe later on. Bottom line, since his recognition was not followed by a a repentance from his Ways There's no kurban in such a case So then what, what is it going to happen write it down Even if they t- change the story It's not going to be obligated to kurban It says a person is going to commit a uh, sin Bishkaga uh, Bishkaga Bishkaga is going to be guilty Only somebody That uh, returns As a result of his yidi'ah he brings a korban. <inaudible> but somebody does not repent from his understanding, from his knowledge. So we're <inaudible> back to the case. Well, Give me the why he has to document how much he ate. For what purpose? The rabbi is going to lower the shield on him? Doesn't matter. Lowering the shiwad is not going to mandate a korban. Because bottom line, it was a type of shogeg that when he found out what he did, at the time that he found out, He's not Shaab Mediato, in his brain he'll say, I'll do it again. Barabbana, I to the prescribed measure. All of a sudden, in the hundred years when Messiah comes and tells him, no, 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 that was the Shi'ud. No, Barabbana, when I found out, that finding no. out did not... <laughs> not... We know he's a shogeg, <laughs> but the point is, it's not enough to be a shogeg to be a Qurban. You have to be a shogeg that when you find out what you did, <clears throat> you have a regret that you won't do it again. In this case over here, at the time that he found out, in his brain, I'll do it again. Why? Let's do the shi'ur. I didn't do anything wrong. Also, the Rabbis come in 100 years when Mashiach comes and says, No, that was the shi'ur. There's no Qurban on that case. So, kezayit gadol." You know, the case is reverse. We're worried that when Mashiach comes, the Rabbis are going to upgrade the kizayat. And they're going to say, When we said kizayat, we didn't mean a 30 gram kizayat. We meant a 40 gram kizayat. Therefore, you only ate thirty grams. You don't have to bring a Qurban hatat. It's the reverse. That right, make sure you write down what you what you did. Because when you write down, you can write down uh, let's say he, uh, he would have to bring it, so. right? Which when he did it, correct. When he brings thirty, right? And after he finishes, what's going to happen? He says in his mind, "Oh boy, I ate thirty grams, so I'm I'm hayav. I'm going to have to bring a Qurban uh, over here." Then what ends up happening? Tachamim come along with Mashiach come, they do it's 40 grams. Oh, uh, now you don't have to bring. So it's going documented the shi'ud. So the Gemara says, That which we thought originally. katan. Originally we understood the Gemara was talking about what? Where the rabbis might lower the shi'ud. Right, they might make the shi'ud lower. Ma'ayyarbeh b'shi'urin. That doesn't make sense in the Lashon of the Gemara. The Gemara is, we're worried that maybe the Saladin will be marbeh b'shi'urin. They're not being marbeh. If anything, the Habamina, they're lowering the Shi'ud. How, how do you even think to say that we're worried about B'ti lowering the shi'ud? The Lashon of the Gemara is marbeh b'shi'urin. They're going to elevate the shi'ud. What was the Habamina I mean, to think that they're going to lower the shi'ud? The Gemara said, no, shemme bi b'korbanot mahmat shi'urin. The explanation is, you know what they're going to be, Marbeh? The Kurbanot. By lowering the Shi'ur, there's going to be more Qurbanot. So when it says Shimme Yerbeh Bishi'urin, the other mean it was Shimme Yerbeh because of the result that they lowered the Shi'ur. Of course, if it's a lower Shi'ur, there's more Kurbanot. Let's read Rashid. It's a Shi'urim. It says the word Shi'urim. Right, right, which means why? <laughs> that, that, that's what it means. Shimme Yerbeh as a result of the Shi'urim. By glowing the shi'unin, the Kurman will going to be more Let's just read that she. she, as she says. <laughs> Let him write the uh, shi'ur right, be built in his time have a new bet <coughs> With hadesh Halakha, the will be revisited. and they're going to say, "Yeah, what you ate kazed katan hayav." "What you mean?" should say, If that's the case, Okay, so that's the yes. Let's continue. Even if the will come along, let's say and lower the shi'ur, is the guy who ate before the of the going to be This guy is not penitent from what he from his knowledge. even if he found out that he's eating chaylev, he wouldn't stop. Which means he continue to, to eat, which means the, 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 the finding out of Halev does not deter this guy because he thinks he's still in the right, because he's eating less than the shi'ud. So Gabriel says, now That's the point, which means it's a type of sin that if you knew, you would refrain. But the only reason why you did it is because you didn't have a yidi'ah, implying that what? If you had a yidia, you would refrain. In this case the yidia doesn't cause you to refrain. Because you think you're eating less than the shiur. So the way that they want I say gadol. The cases where he didn't eat uh, less than a kizait. He ate a binuni, like I told you. Let's say he ate one well, example I gave you originally, he ate twenty grams. That was a kizaib binuni. Okay? You shouldn't write Because he's going to think Well, 20 grams is Because I've been on the I'm high up, no You write the shiut Write 20 grams Because maybe Betty's is going to come along And say Oh, the shi'ud is really Because I've got just 30 grams And now you only ate 20, therefore you cannot bring a Quran because it's going to be Holin L'Azara. So the Ma'asay, the Gemara says, whenever a guy eats Halev more than a Kazayat, so he should document it because maybe the shiur is going to go higher, Shemi and therefore he will not be subject to a Qurban. In the event that they lower. The Shi'ur, there would not be a Korban regardless Because at the time that he brought the Korban uh, 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 at, at, at his point He didn't think he was Hayaf And therefore even his yidiah does not Cause him to, 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 to be shaft to, to repent so to speak And therefore the case is only talking about Shem Yerbe Rabbi Yohanan Shi'urin ve'onshin Sinai Shi'urim, meaning the shi'ur of the foods that are forbidden to eat. All those shi'urim, the as well as the punishments that the Torah gives, <coughs> all these are tradition, all that we have from Moshe meaning it's. It's, it's not documented in the Torah. So the Gavaras, what are you talking about? It's onshin right. lichtav ketive. What do you mean? The Torah talks about the punishments we have in the Torah. This get malkut, this get sikila, which means the Torah gives us the onshin. El is what it means to say. Uh, let's go to the Dalit. Okay, so they take those words out. Shi'urim shel onshin al ka'la Moshem Sinai. Aha. The shi'ur, right. the measurement of the onshin, are mosheh Which means that she says on the first wide line, shi'ure onchin shal yadanu anush. Which means, the shi'ur that would bring a person to punishment, there is a mosheh mishinai bi'ez shi'ur How much do you have to do in order to get punished? So it's not the punishment. And again, it's another way of saying, the shi'ur that makes a person liable the punishment, that is Halakha Meshem Mishinai. Tanya na me'akhe, shi'urin shil honshin, halakha le Moshe Mishinai. Aharim ovni, not Halakha Meshem Mishinai, bet dinoshel ya'abetz teknum. There was a man called Ya'abetz. We know him as El ben Kenaz. He was one of these shofetim At the time of Moshe Rabbeinu's death, many halakhot were forgotten. And Otni'el ben Kenaz, in his pool of his smart, sharp mind, was able to bring back bring back these halachot. So one of the things that Otni'el ben Kenaz, or Yaabetz brought back were the shi'ur for the different items. Uh, what is the shi'ur that would be liable for a punishment? that, the Gemara comes along and asks a question. Gemara says, but doesn't it say, and the full pasuk is implying that what which means a navi even a prophet cannot come along now and make chedushim, new items that were not said at Sinai. So the Gemara is thinking at this point, hey, Kenaz, what are you talking? How can he come along now and give shiurim? The shouldn't have to be from Sinai the Gemara says they are a like I explained they forgot them originally originally they were from Sinai they forgot them when Moshe Rabinu died all the, all the El Bin Kenaz did was he he reinstated them he brought them back and therefore it's like the making a hadush after Matan Torah comes the Gemara and continues comes the Gemara and continues we learned in our Mishnah. What's the shiud of drinking that you're going to be hayam in Kippur? Melo lugmav literally means lugmav, plural, cheekfuls. He fills two of his cheeks with liquid. Lo male lugmav mamash doesn't mean that he actually filled both of his cheeks with liquid. yisal lekenu letsad kem lo lugmav, which means it's enough liquid in his mouth that if he puts it fall to one side, there'll be like a bulge of liquid where you can see it. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? But the Mishnah says Lugmav, means both sides. And you come in and say, no, it doesn't mean Lugmav, it means enough where you put it on one side, there will be like a uh, bulge. So the Gemara says, Ema lo Lugmav. Oh, nice. Read the Mishnah as if it says, not Melo Lugmav, does that have be actually filling two cheekfuls. Kimlo Lugmav, a bit like uh, Lugmav, meaning enough to fill really one side comes the and says, mm-hmm. We have a question: This is a Brayta. Now the brighto is going to give us uh, different opinions of how much the shiur of beverage on Kippur to be hayav. First opinion: Rabbi mm-hmm. <laughs> which uh, literally means uh, the shi'ur of a gulp, whatever that uh, shi'ur will be. So now the gibberah's point over here is, we have a brayta. The brayta clearly says in the name of Betilel, Melol Lugmav. And what does Melol Lugmav mean? What it means? It means two cheekfuls. So how did you tell me above melolugmab of the Mishnah? You're telling me it means kimlo lugmav, meaning one cheekful, if you put the liquid on the side, it'll create a bulge in the cheek. You have a brighter that clearly says lugmav, which is mashma, both cheekfuls. Yeah. So the Gibbara says, Lord, why is the brighter any better than the Mishnah? Just like we explained the Mishnah. When it said the words melo we reinterpreted it. So, too, with the brightest is melo reinterpret it to mean that if you put it to put it to one side, it'll be uh, noticeable. Gemara says can't be ihacheh. How would be the Ayeser? Because if you can explain the to mean kimlo the next opinion is the Braita to be the Ayeser is what kimlo It's the same opinion. So the Braita is problematic because we explain betilel telel kimlo It's the same. shit as the be the Ayeser. To that, Gemara says ika benayu. There is a difference. What is That's she's second line. لِبَيْتِ says, yeah, it has to be enough liquid that you push to one side of your cheek and it's noticeable clearly. It's a big uh, bulge that's coming from the side of the cheek. There really is. Yeah, it's got to be uh, a bolt, but not so noticeable. It can be down. There is enough coming out between the two opinions of how much. But right, it's got to be a bigger kibbol or a smaller kibbol l'ugmaf. Comes Gavron says Matkifla Rav Hoshaya. ha'vale mekudet betshemayu mechumray betelir. Now let's go back. What was Betshemay's opinion? Riviyit. Riviyit is, let's say, for argument's sake, three ounces. Which is more than Melo That means it comes out, Bet Shema is more lenient than Bet Ilel, Because Bet is saying, you're not Hayav until you drink much more. Or more. So what's the problem? So Bet Shema is lenient. The problem is, in Masiket Eduyot, we have in Masikat Eduyot, it lists all the cases where Bet is more Mekel than Bet and it does not list this one. Seemingly, this should be uh, on the roster of uh, Kudot of Bet Look at Rashi in Ken. Barnashi. Telibet, who have less than less than say, back, Ki when this question was asked, meaning what's the shi'ud to be hayav? <laughs> the Gibralah says, ki melech bashan Which means the Gibralah's question was not only a regular person drinking on Kippur. The Gibralah was even asking, when they were discussing this mahluket, what about Og Melech Abashan was a giant? What's the shi'ur for him? Now, according to Bet Shammai, Bet Shammai says the shi'ur for Og Melech Abashan is Rivya'it. Bet Talil says Melon Now, the Melon of Og Melech Abashan obviously is bigger than a Rifi'it, so comes out in one case, Bet Talil will be more lenient. Which means we are discussing over here. Oh, bet is more lenient. How come it didn't put it in Masiket Eduyot? Because when the question was asked, it included even a scenario of Og Melech Abashan. So in a scenario of Og Melech Abashan, it will come out that is more lenient. So it's not conclusive that bet is always more lenient in this case. Because when you talk about a big man, it's possible that his cheekful is bigger than a Revit. So therefore it did not listed in Masiket Eduyot. Comes the Gemaran says... The Bet Shamay lechumra because in that case Bet Shamay will be lechumra because obviously he's being mehiyem on a lesser shiur. Matgiv lada Why when it comes to food? had Right? We said that there's a standard shiur for achila. Doesn't matter giant regular person. The shiur is what kotevet gasa. However, when it comes to shetiyah, it's subjective which means it depends on uh, the size of the guy's mouth The rabbis had a tradition when it comes to a kakotavet No matter who eats a kakotavet his mind will be at ease Less than a kotevet, it's not going to be And he's meaning even a giant If he eats a kotevet It is going to cause him a certain amount of uh, ease of mind, however but when it comes to drinking it is subjective, which means peace of mind only comes according to the person's size of his mouth, which means it's uh, different in the dynamics of food than there is in drinks. Kotevid is a standard shoe no matter how big you are the kote will give a person a certain amount of uh, peace of mind. And therefore he's going to be Hayab. <laughs> it is subjective according uh, <laughs> to the person's mouth. What the whole world you're telling me is a <laughs> Kotevit. <laughs> Do you mean to tell me that even A HaBashan is going to be at Yeshua uh, with a Kotevit? which means yes bottom line the rabbis have a tradition that more than a the person has peace of mind less than he doesn't the difference only is the rest of the world they, hear they have a lot of peace of mind <laughs> og will have less but it's peace of mind, nonetheless. <laughs> so therefore, in the kanameh, the shiur is standard. But bizera. So the has a question. Basar shamin. A person is eating basar shamin. That's it Basar that has khalib uh, on it. Shamin is fat. Okay? So the shiur is what? Uh, I'm sorry, I take it back. Basar shamin is regular fatty meat. Kasher. We're talking about kippur over here. Basar shaman What's the shiur? Kotevet. And lulebe And lulebe gifanim would be like grape leaves, also the shiur of a kotevet. Now, we know the consistency of meat is different than the consistency of grape leaves. Which is seemingly, how could the shiur of meat be the same shiur of grape leaves? Seemingly the meat should be, if anything, less in order to give a person Yisshuva Dalet, right. so how do you tell me meaning it's a standard shoe, no matter what the food is. I mean, there's no difference between uh, fatty meat and uh, grape leaves; it's the same item. So tonight the Gabriel says, yes. Yes, the tradition is more than kotevit, it gives a person peace of mind. Less than kotevet, no. Mehu basar purta. Just one more and one less. Meaning basar shem will give you more peace of mind, Than and any less. But bottom line, they both give a person peace of mind, And if we're going to be ayat matif Kezaid Bechte Aqilat Paras Bechte Aqilat Paris. Okay now We know let's Let's just go, speak outside for a minute We know that when a person is Hayav Achila Let's talk about Achila at chilev. Shi'ud is a Kezaid There's a certain time frame That he has to eat the Kezaid to be Hayav For example if he eats it Let's say a Kezaid in an hour He ate it too slow Not Hayav So what's the Shi'ud? So the shul is called Paris. Let's define that shul. What does Paris mean? Paris means half, which means a half a loaf. Assuming that if the loaf of bread, let's say, would be uh, uh, eight kezetin. okay, that's that's one uh, one opinion. Let's say the shiuda, the shiudah let's say eight kizetin. Half of that would be. Four kizetim. So the shiur that would normally take to eat four kizetim of bread. Right? That's, a, that's a number. Two minutes, four minutes, whatever it is. That's called paris. The shiur that would take to normally eat a half a loaf of bread, which is four kizetim. Let's say you're not eating it plain. The keveras is with liftan, with a dip, etc. Let's say for argument's sake, it's seven minutes. Okay? So the shiur of eating a kizetim of halif is Achilat Paris, which, for argument's sake, we're saying, let's say, is a seven-minute shiur. Good. That Gemara says kotevet that you're telling me is a surah on Yom Kippur. It's also achilat Paris. It's also the same shiur. Seemingly, it should be a different shiur because why? Because it's bigger. Uh, a a kotevet is bigger than a kizayit. So how can it be the same uh, shiur of Achilat uh, Paris, which means it should be nine minutes? Let's say you should be more. More time to eat it because it's more. It's more value. <laughs> that Abayes says, "Listen, we have a tradition that this amount of food in that amount of time will give a person Yeshua daat." Eating that amount of food of a kikutevit in more time will not give a person yeshubada. So therefore do again the discussion on kipu is what is miyadva data? What is miyashiv datum? It's not the regular law of achilah that you have to eat it in a certain time. Here it's gotta be an akilat that brings to Yeshua So don't ask me, Oh, I could you have a, a bigger shi'ur in the same amount of time. Listen, the discussion of is what brings the prince to Yeshuva Da'at? If bottom line, we have a tradition that says a kotevit in my example, the seven minutes, brings you to Yeshuva Da'at, then that is the shi'ur. Let's read Rashi. Kizayat bi lat Paris. Third line. Kimlan bi Otan is Sureen shi'uran bikizayit. Right? We have a tradition that any time the Torah forbids something, the shi'ur is a שימשאה בachiylat achilat the shiur le gemar achilato yoter mechda achilat paris el mistarif. Which means if he delayed from the beginning of his eating to the end of his eating, more than Akhilat paris, the shiur is not combined. Ad shiuchal kol ha shiur betoch kedush shiyat seuda. Now what is this shiur of seuda? The achilat hatsi kikar. It's the amount of time to eat a half a loaf. Sheshiaru bo et ta'iruf, which is the uh, a loaf that the Hachanim used for an iruv, shum mazon bit sa'udot. Right, so you say normally a loaf for an iruv, let's say, has the shiurah of mazon bit sa'udot. Each sa'udah, I told you, so it's a at poskin. If the loaf is actually um, eight ounces or six ounces, that's a mahlukat amongst the poskin. So for our purpose, we're going with the eight ounce, right? Eight kizitim I should say. So therefore, paris, here for that loaf, is going to be what? Four kizitim or according to the other sita, three kizitim. Right vihitsya le betaminuga she talakyato letame bigadim Which means over there the Gemara discusses as well, where if a person, let's say, is in a house where there's Tumah. So he has to remain in the house a certain amount of time in order for the begadim that he's wearing to become tameh. That's also the Shura Bihnahi Taris. Okay, so it manifests itself for different laws, not only for eating, but also for the case of Bet HaMenuga, when he's in the house of uh, Tuma'ah, how long is he there for his clothes to become Tameh? So the G-d kakote kakotel mechte paris, betmiha, yom ha she shiur akhilatot b'che af hu shiuroh, let's see roof, but she says, What do you mean? By giving you the same Shi'ur, it's a leniency. Because the Chaurah, you tell me if the guy ate his David in eight minutes, Patur. What do you mean? It's more Volume, so therefore it should be more time. So then, how can you tell me it's the same shu'ur? To that, the Gemara says, What? Bottom line, the issue on Kippur is Da'at That's the issue over here. That's she. More than Ahilat Paris, Imsha'i, Yotem Mikan, Lom Yatva Data. The Yom Kippurim, Be Da'at al Yamilta. Finished. asheh, No, Finish, that's the, uh, that's the subject, No, Therefore, even, spiky, poor, The Shur is like, Paris. Comes, Gimbalah, and says, Now over Now, here we have to work with the girsa'ot. So, we're going to work with the girsa'ot of the Masoret Tashas over here. Instead of the word, Kotevet, Insert the word, Kezayet. Okay? Kesayit bichde achilat Paris. We proved already that the shi'ur of kezaid that she eat achilat Paris. That already we understand, and even further we understand kotemit by Kipur bichde Paris. We explained. Now we get to the point. khatsi Paris bichde achilat Paris. Hmm. What would be half? The Paris. Well, if the Paris is four ounces, or four kizitim, I should say. So now we say hatsi. Uh, when we took already uh, a Paris, so that would be half for that. So now the question is, when does that come into into play? So look at Rashi. Rashi says hatsi Paris. She Le Ochlin If a person eats food, that's tameh. The food became ta'meh. If he eats a certain shi'ur in a certain amount of time, there's a tum'ad that sets into the person. The guy becomes ta'meh. The food, stuff that he ate, has the ability to make him ta'meh. And what is that uh, Tum'ah? It's called tum'ad Giviyah. So that she says, Hatsi paris. If he eats half of a, a paris, that is going to make him a paris thats a paris thats a thats paris the Kabbalah's asking is like this, and I review, just one correction that we should make, uh, my, my uh, mistake, when we talk about the shi'ud of the loaf over here, I said eight kezetim; it should be eight kabbesim, and therefore a Paris would be half of that, which is four kabbesim, fine, the shoot takes to eat four kabesim, fine. Now at that point, we have a shi'ur of half of that. What is half of that? Two Nafka Nafkamina for what uh, scenario? Nafkamina for a case where a person ate foods that were tame. So if he eats two kabetzim worth in the shi'ur of vechteachilat paris, he now becomes what's called tumad where he's unable not to eat teruma. That the says, hold it. You told me a kezayit, which is a small shiur, k'de'achinat paris. You told me a kekotev gadzakibun, which is a big shiur, k'de'achinat paris. Now you're telling me two kavetsim, which is practically double, and you're still telling the shiur is paris to be ayav lechaora. You should be, be, be more mahmeer on me, meaning you should give a longer shiur. That instead of let's say the seven minutes that we talked, even it should be ten to fifteen minutes. He should still be. Hayav if he ate in that shiur he should have tum'at giviyah. Why are you giving me such a small window? Tirat givara says de <inaudible> de this is Tumat Giviyah. Tumat giviyah is a rabbinical law. And therefore, since it's rabbinical, it's not going I tell you we want to be lenient. So how would be lenient on you? We're telling you you have to eat this big shi'ur in such a small amount of time. That's not so easy. Which is to eat that big shi'ud normally it's going to take more than let's say for example seven minutes. So therefore by telling him though you got to eat it only in the small amount of time, it's a kula. And why are we being mekhered? Because the whole deen of tomat givyaz is only medrabbanan. So the kemurah sumiyah ma'arab papakheh. The drabb papakheh say tomat givyaz drabbanan ve'aketiv ve'lo tetamme'u bahim. By the Torah when it's talking about eating things that are uh not kasher, the Torah says, Do not become tame through them. Because if you eat them, you are going to become Tam And from there, he learned, from these pesukim over here, it's talking about eating foods that were tameh." And what's the pasuk saying? If you eat the foods of tameh, you yourself are going to become tameh. That's too much giviyah. Every pasuk. Because no midrab Banan, <laughs> This pasuk is not talking about eating foods that are tameh. It can't be because the only one that's going to be subject to the laws of eating foods that are tameh are kohanim. This pasuk is talking to everybody. The to That means everybody. Jewish people. There's it too many eating terefot. If a person eats things that are not kasher, then it makes a person uh, tuma, has an inner tuma. But the rabbis made up the law of tuma, and this pasukov is just an asmach for the law that they gave. Let's read Rashi. Ve lo tetammeu bahem gabi achila ketiv ketim ateshekesu navshotichem ta'inu achila ve lo tetammeu bahem lo zui azharat tuma Now obviously this, when it says ve lo tetammeu bahem this cannot be referring to a The law of Tum'ah Right? The Israel not mandated against Tum'ah This is an azara against eating Which means The Pasuk is not telling you That if they come in contact with certain things They're going to become tameh, And the Jewish people have a restriction from this Because there's no law of Tum'ah by non-kwanim, and you know what the pasuk is telling you? The pasuk is telling us over that if something is eaten, that is metumah, is going to cause a person to become tameh inside, and therefore mikanda tomat keviyai ide ochling to meinde oraita. That the Gemara says, the Rabbanan, the she says, dekra lav letumah ata. Again, the pasuk is coming for tumah. She ends each other adam. Idea achila. Ella nevelat of tahor In the the only item that's tameh. Somebody is a nevelat of tahor. If you have a nevelat of a kosher bird, its nevelat brings tumah to people. No other item, other terefot or animals that die without shahit, do not bring tumah. And therefore the pasuk is not referring to tumah of the person, it's just referring to when a person eats terefot and nivelot, it brings a tumah into the person, meaning a spiritual type of tum'ah, like a tum'ah-lev, that type of item, but it's not a, 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 a tum'ah of giviyah. Elah, tum'ah of giviyah is only bedrabanan. Comes the Gebaran and says, Kola The Gebaran says, all foods are mistaref to the shi'ur of kotevet kaysa. Amar a papa, akhal umsa. Guy ate meat, um milha, with salt on it, mistaref. The salt is mistaref. What the umsa, to get to the shirk of kotevit. Even though salt is not considered an oak, I means a person eats a kotevit of salt alone. It's not considered like achirah. However, since people normally eat meat with salt, so the salt becomes part of the meat. Mr. seer sha'al yarak You have the brine or the juice that's on the vegetables. It seems that the vegetables themselves sweat. There's a certain juice on the vegetables. So the Gebara says that the juice that's on or the brine that's on the vegetables. Vegetables is mistaref like a kotevet. Biyomikipurim, kevrasu pshita. Well, you know, why shouldn't I think uh, it's part of the vegetable? Maudit te'ma meshkehu. I would have thought no. Now it's a And We learned in the Mishnah that ochlin and Mashkim are not mistaref, to sheur. Kamashmalan kol akshure uchla uchlau. Anything that prepares the food to make it edible is considered food. And then we know it's in a liquid form. It's considered an ochel. Amar stakish haochel achila gasa biyomikipurim patur. A person eats what's called Akhilah he eats on a full stomach. For example, they had Sordat Mavseket before Kippur, he's full. Now comes Lel Kippur is stuffed, he comes down and eats some more. This is called Akhilah You're eating on a full stomach, you're patur, meaning you don't get karit. lo right. The Pasuk says that anybody that does not afflict himself on Kippur gets karit. Prat the mazik, but this guy over here, on the kach, when he's eating, hurting. he's hurting himself. He's mazik. <laughs> it's it's not that he's not afflicting himself. He's mazik himself. Therefore, there's no uh, there's no karet on that. Another case. Zar she'achal teruma, achila Not on Kippur. Regular a non kohen ate teruma. Why is not allowed to Normally, the deen is if a czar eats tiruma he must reimburse the kohen. Keren the homish. He must pay principal plus a penalty of 20%, homish. However, that's only when he eats it hana'ah, when he eats it in a pleasurable way. However, let's say that Yisrael was full. Achila like Gassai was stuffed. Now he eats the turumah. So the deed is, he just pays back principal, ve'eru, meshalem, et the homish. Why? They learned this from the Pasuk, because the Pasuk says, it says in the pasuk, "V'ish ki yochal kodesh b'shkaga amishito alav." It's got to be an achila. This is like an achila. Prat lemezik to exclude somebody that's eating it in a way that's causing him damage because he's eating on a full stomach. Last halacha, Amar Zar shekoses shel teruma. He took, let's say, barley of teruma, regular raw barley. And he's kosis. He's chewing on it. Now that's not the normal way to eat. So it says, He has to pay the principal to the Kohen. does not pray, pay homish. Why? Again, the Torah when it talks about Tenuma, it refers to that you have to eat it. It's coming to exclude somebody that eats it in a way that causes him damage. Now let's read the Rashi's over here. Rashi. Ela case of Adam It's not referring to a physical Tumah it's referring to a spiritual Tumah That when a person's is by eating things that are not kashir boream brings extra spiritual Tumah on the person. But that's not tumma'at givya. Umsa umilha, you eat meat with salt, sha'alea, aksune uklah. Which means the juice that's on the vegetables, as she says, the, the, the beverage that comes to sweeten the food, was considered food itself. What's the case? Right, he ate so that a, second. a Kipur, uh, But he, he ate Kipur, on the night of Kippur when he was full. He was fully ready for the Sodat Mavseika that he ate before. That eating is not a pleasurable Hanaa, it's Mazik. This guy that's eating on Kippur, he's not taking away affliction. He's damaging himself. Uh, uh, as she says, he's also damaging the ochlin. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see what that means in a moment. Zar If he eats she it on a twenty percent. Any person that eats. Food, in a not the normal matter, the Yamarah calls it kosis. Okay? Actually, let's go one step further. Amar Rav Shizbi. <muching> Amar Rabbi Yohanan. Zar Shibala Shizifin Shil Tiruma. A Zar, a non kohen he swallowed Shizifin. Right, plums. Of Tiruma. Vikian. And then he. Regurgitated them, he threw them up. The achlan akir. And then another guy ate them again. So the Gemara says, Rishon Mishalem Kerin vihomish. The first guy has to pay Kerin vihomish. The tahaduch of the Gemarah is swallowing is considered a normal achilah. That is Hayav. Sheni en Mishalim Eladameh the Rishon Bilbaad. The second guy, it's not considered eating. This is not food anymore. Which once the food is eaten once, it's not food anymore. If it's like as you were teruma, but you took from the kohen. Where did you take from the kohen? The kohen could have used this item for fuel, which means he can use the teruma for fuel. And therefore, we have to. The second guy has to reimburse the kohen for wow. which means you cost him uh, wood. Therefore, we have to reimburse him for that. Let's read Rashi. Rishon mishlem kelim vachomish shafi derech achilatan. That she says when you swallow the shizifin, it's considered no, derech achilat. It's hanai I got to pay. Ah, that's the point point. as she says, once the first guy Eats them, he owns them He bought them, so to speak He's got to pay kerim v'chomesh Once you pay kerim v'chomesh It's paid for Then Now the only item you can do with this now is Burn them And if you stole from the Kohen The, the rights of uh, burning So we have to pay what? Demay, demay. It larishon that Actually, that she says. I mean, Rabbi says. I have to, you have to read correctly. And Mishalem E'la demaytziem lari shon b'levad. He doesn't pay the Kohen. He pays to the Rishon, because once Rishon paid for it, he paid Kenan Bahomish, he owns it. And therefore, once he owns it, you have to pay him back the, yeah, the what he was able to uh, do with it. Therefore, since we're able to fuel under his uh, pot, so therefore, you have to pay him uh, for that as well. Just to go back on one insight on Rashi, on Pe'amud Bet. The discussion on the bottom of the daft was... If a person eats Achilat Gassah on Yom so that she gives the scenario where the fellow ate a Saudat HaMafseket, He filled himself up, and then Kippur uh, by night, he went and ate on a full stomach. And he ate more than a kakotevet, which normally is hayav karet. However, in this case, the Gemara says he's patur. There's no karet in this case. And the Gemara learns it from a pasuk, because the pasuk says Asher lo ta'une, that karet is only given to somebody that is not afflicted. Prat, the exclusion of a mazik. This guy over here, the eating, uh, he's eating on a full stomach. It's a damaging eating. What does this mean? So that she's lashon was prat le mazik. Which means by eating on a full stomach, you're not taking away any affliction. Which means if anything, you're still remaining afflicted because you're eating on a full stomach. So that she over here tells us the obvious. Number one, you mazik yourself by eating on such a, in such a scenario. But what does she mean when he says maziku et ha'ochlin? That you mazik the the food. What do you mean? Is he, that she's now discussing, uh, what a Tashchit? What is Rashi discussing? You're maziking the food. So the Mephari explain over here, that she's analyzing it from two standpoints. Number one, the obvious, it's not considered eating, meat. Sad the person. It's not the person, but when you eat on a full stomach, that's not considered an achilat, that's considered mazik, you're damaging yourself. That's You're gorging yourself, as they call it. But mitzad the food itself, food is eaten lanaa. To be considered okhil, it has to serve a purpose of giving a person a benefit, a pleasure, but when a person eats on a full stomach, so even mitzad the okhel itself, mitzad the, the food itself, that's not considered food. Because you're being mazik the ukhil. You're not using the food as it was intended to be useful to eat lehanaa. So therefore mishtet study, from two sides. Mitzad the okhel and mitzad the, uh, the, the, the one that's eating. And therefore, it's not considered hayav karet. It should be noted that the next case of the Gemara was what? The zar she'akal terumah The non-Kohen that ate terumah, akila Similar case So the Gemara's dini is Mishalemeta karen v'ino mishalemeta chomish So in the case was he pays principal but doesn't pay chomish And we explain because to be hayav homish on terumah You have to be nehene And since it's not considered a hanaa When he's eating like that When he's eating on a full stomach It's considered a mazik of course, he has to pay principal back to the Quran, but not the homish. So Rashi over very uh, carefully says, Here Rashi only discusses the damaging of the tiruma Rashi doesn't discuss the fact that it's damaging to the person. So why over by the terumah? She only discussed it's damaging to the Terumah, and the explanation is obvious, because the gabet Terumah, what's the Isur? The Isur is to misuse, or to abuse, or to steal the Terumah itself, it's not a deen in the guy, by it's a deen in the guy, meaning the Torah says by you have to be afflicted. And therefore, uh, when a person's uh, eating, so therefore he takes away his affliction. So therefore she has to discuss how does the food impact the person. Because kippur, it's indeed in the person what it does to him, the food. Mashi'ikin and tirumah, tirumah is the property of the Kohen. So the, the only discussion of it by tirumah is... Did you destroy the property of the Kohen, or did you destroy the property of the Kohen? Now the destruction of the property has to be done in a way where there's Hana'ah in order to pay, let's say, Kirin B'chomish. Uh, for example, Nafkaminaf the guy took the uh, teruma and he threw it in a fire. He would not pay Kirin B'chomish. He stole it, but doesn't pay Kirin B'chomish. Why? Because by the way, there was no Hana'ah. He took the Terumah, threw it in Yamamilah. So there's no uh, Tanah on this, he would have to pay Keren. So in this case over here also, he saying bottom line, you will mazik the tiruma over here. By eating the tiruma on a full stomach, that's considered over here. that's not eating tiruma that's, that's, that's mazik to Ochil again. But therefore, since you mazik to Ochil, you're not eating it in a normal way that food is eaten, therefore, you're not going to be Hayab, Homage. That's why she does not discuss Mitzad the Echam, it's eating, because it's not a deen in him, it's a deen in the actual tiruma itself. ما لكَ نواةَ العالمِ أمينَ بأمين.